0: This interview is one in a series recorded by the Charlie Waller Memorial Trust as part of a Health Education England funded programme to transform outcomes for children and young people with extra vulnerability to mental health difficulties. The series includes interviews with a range of experts who each have specialist knowledge on the needs and experiences of a particular vulnerable group. This is an interview with Andy Madison and Naomi Handley-Ward.
1: Hello and welcome to another of our series of podcasts looking at supporting young people's mental health. Today, I'm here with Andy from Doncaster's public health team and Naomi from project three, which is a service worker with young people in Doncaster. Um, And we're gonna spend a bit of time thinking about a a fairly new, but certainly more common issue amongst young people's health, which is around uh, image enhancing drugs, and obviously the links that this might have with uh, issues such as body image and the like so i guess it'd be worth us thinking first of all about maybe why do we think young people are turning to sort of image enhancing drugs whether it's sort of what we might traditionally think of as being sort of steroids in the past and sort of stuff like that so yeah what sort of what what are you guys finding locally what are you thinking sort of behind maybe this this trend
2: um, well, I think I think firstly I think it's, it's mainly because of the rise in, in of social media uh, and the way that young people's bodies are portrayed. I think that um, there's unrealistic expectation about how your body should look and I think that's only perpetuated by the likes of Instagram, uh, Facebook where people are, are, are portraying an unrealistic um, sort of side to life. They're always, they're always posting about how, how the positives of life, how life's always positive and also that that reflects also in their bodies as well. Um, do you think Naomi's?
0: Yeah, I think I, I think I would agree. I think there's that unrealistic expectation of, of what what people should look like, um, and how that's achieved. So there's a, there's a lot more emphasis on um, physical exercise and achieving that you know six pack or, or whatever it might be, um, and that needs to be really visible. Um, and People set themselves up to you know the bar is much higher than ever it used to be, um, and I think that's perpetuated over and over with social media, and Instagram particularly, because Instagram is very image-based. Um, and so people are just seeing that polished image of, of their peers without really realizing how much that's enhanced by editing and the like. And I think that's, that's where the direct traffic is.
2: And I think also as well, I think kind of, kind of running alongside that is the kind of boom in the, in the industry itself of, of um, things like uh, protein shakes, Uh, different concoctions that you can buy um, online and as we know that they kind of target advertising through social media if you're looking at certain pages you're going to get bombarded with other other pages and advertisements around that will take you into into the world of uh, supplements etc
1: yeah okay yeah that's really interesting so i guess that's sort of it's not necessarily then thinking about young people suddenly Oh, this is a shortcut to me getting that pizza, you know if, if I'm not feeling that great about my body or sort of the way that I look and stuff like that um, there's actually a more of a sort of nuanced way that they're perhaps becoming exposed to these to these sort of, sort of substances whether they start off as supplements and then perhaps yeah, sort of moving yeah. beyond that.
2: I think that, that the, a lot of the kind of stuff we just talked about will, um, will kind of pique their interest in, in kind of um, exploring the roots of um, What's deemed as an easier way to gain the gains that they want. So, I suppose if they're kind of peaking the interest through the likes of Instagram and using shakes and the kind of target and sales pitch that that's kind of bringing across, then they're more likely to start then discussing it with perhaps older peers in gyms who we'll then will then kind of discuss with them around other, other routes that they can take as well. And I think that's what we find with most of the young people that we've kind of come across in Doncaster is that um, their interest has been peaked, they start going to the gym. Um, and then the metal appears who can perhaps introduce them to and, and initiate them into that world.
1: So it's, it's I guess it really realized that it's not just this thing about you know sort of athletes or you know sort of, that sort of gym Certainly. stereotypical gym bodybuilding type thing. This is actually something that's the, and the reasons for that are sort of way below that. Yeah. Um, so we're not talking things that are about mass, maybe building bulk and making someone look bigger. It's just this like you say that polished, yeah, that polished
0: look, image. that polished image. I think, I think what, what social media does is it shows people having um, a, a, a strict ex- exercise regime and using supplements and nutrition, and young people expect that that's going to work for them, but actually that is unrealistic because that, that whole lean, no fat image takes more than just nutrition and, and exercise, and so that's maybe what they've, they've tried. It's not worked, but they want to achieve that perfect image, and so um, image enhancing drugs then starts to play a part. To
1: achieve the, the, the goal. Golden... Yeah. yeah it's almost like that sort of shortcut yeah. and that unrealistic never mind it being an unrealistic view of what a body could or should look like but actually there's okay. then another unrealistic thing in terms of how they're sort of expecting to achieve it um that's really interesting so i mean in, in terms of where you've, you've sort of come across these sort of things um locally has is, is there been anything that's sort of young people have have been able to engage with to sort of whether it's information or if it's direct work or
2: so i mean um it's not been without its problems i'll admit that you know we we did have um sort of towards the back end of last year um a large campaign aimed at trying to address this within within young people and adults as well so we thought a multi-pronged approach would be best because obviously as we talked about earlier um the initiation through older adults and i think if if we're moving on to talk about injectables and kind of the, the anabolic steroids and usually that initiation comes through older, older peers. So we needed to educate them as well, so that if that was continuing, they could at least um, pass that information down as well. So what we did was we um, targeted gyms, uh, we did a kind of um, a list, made up a list of all the gyms locally, and uh, then did a kind of drive round really, um, armed with kind of materials in terms of um, really kind of high quality leaflets, um, some posters around local services, carrying key messages around, um, aimed at young people and, and adults as well. So key messages around um, that at a certain ages there really is no point in using kind of these substances because what they will do is actually knock off the natural production of what you're trying to achieve anyway so you're actually paying for it to have the reverse effect. So we went round and kind of did all that and the reception was mixed I must admit. The one that surprised me most was the one that we were told was probably the most problematic and had the most the biggest problem that's the most engaged and most open to discuss it with us and that's, that's led to a good piece of work actually in terms of engaging one of the, um, the kind of older steroid users that's, that's kind of given us a lot of good information to inform how we're going to um, kind of uh, develop a specialist clinic and a specialist kind of approach to steroid use um, in general schools um, have proved more difficult we, we did kind of um, try and engage them in terms of um, having having schools to play display the same posters but that was met with quite a negative response the second problem was that after the drive round and the kind of initiation we, we set up a um, Set up a training session and invited all the gym workers um, from Doncaster come in and Kevin Fleming from KFX Training delivered that really really good training. Would recommend that. Uh, and then people who attended that. We gave them a nice little gold sticker to display in their window to say that they had been kind of a steroid, they were made steroid aware and they could pass on this information. So yeah, that's kind of what we've done. That for. Mm, no, it's, I think that's and it, again it's it, it
1: shows how sort of tailoring that approach and using the, I guess the most effective channel for getting that information out to young people is through where they're actually receiving that information in the first place and um i guess that what strikes me then is is how that's a very different when we talk about young people and substance use for example that whole idea of the dealer if it's a very very it sounds like it's a very different relationship um and so yeah is it something that you're finding quite sort of gendered in terms of is it mainly
2: i would say in terms of I think I think I think the the kind of the kind of hope that's drawing people in in terms of the, when we talk about the social media side of things. I think that is now generally an even split. I think a lot of a lot of uh, young girls, females, are heavily involved in that scene. Um, I'm not sure, and this is just because I, d- I don't know the answer to this. I'm not sure that the kind of um, anabolic steroid use, etc., etc., is used is used as much by females, um, mainly because. The, the effects that are required or desired are often quite male, um, however probably in terms of the cutting agents, things like that, the ones that they want to reduce body fat, I would imagine that's probably used equally.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that the, the, the other end of the spectrum when you, turn, when you think in terms of gender split is, is, is those other um, image enhancing drugs in terms of tannin agents and stuff like yeah. that is, is, is much more geared to, more towards females. Um,
1: so I think, as Andy was saying, that there is an even split if you group them all together. It's, it's, it's genderless, really. I think that's a really key thing because, again, there's, you know, it's we sort of hear it when we talk about um, um, different self-harming behaviours and how that can sometimes be stereotypical. You know, stereotypically one gender, and we, we're starting to gain and getting more awareness around that genderless nature of that. Again, the flip side is that perhaps with these um, sort of image enhancing substances that they are very much um you know used to be thought that maybe it was a just a male thing and it was all about athletic performance stuff like that but this isn't about performance is it this is about image so this goes right back to that self-esteem it goes back to the again how that what's Become normalised within peer groups about what that that image might be and and what that image is that sort of needs to be needs to be achieved. And
2: I think I think Kevin um, kind of really kind of met when he does the training um, makes a really good point in kind terms of splitting it down into categories about what people are actually wanting because there there are certain people that are using it for um, competition style uh, use so they're they wanting to kind of go to the really sort of extreme end. Then there are kind of if you go to the other end. There's a seasonal use that Kevin Lovely to, lovely, uh, lovely refers to as the Magellus Shagger, um, so they're kind of starting post Christmas uh, and they're wanting to get some real significant gains before their holidays in the summer. Once that holiday's over, that's it again until the following year. So it's just kind of getting good for the beach, and, that, and that's that's what a lot of people are doing and, and I think that's a really dangerous um, sort of type of use because often they're naive users they don't know what they're buying they're just buying anything under the banner of anabolics or steroids or, or kind of enhancing drugs and just using whatever they can get their hands on without any real knowledge of what they're doing so it can be quite dangerous
1: yeah that's really interesting I mean I think certainly what will we'll, we'll, you know there is that increased I guess and it's, I was going to say awareness, but I think it goes beyond awareness, really, because it can go back to that idea of, OK, this isn't just about targeting information. It still comes back to looking beyond the behaviour and thinking about, well, actually, what's behind it and what's behind that need in the first place? Um, and so I think there's there's something maybe for, for um, you know, practitioners to, whether it's in schools, you know, FE colleges, especially I know is, is, yeah. is a route that seems to be coming more sort of popular. Um, you know, there is a, a real need to recognise that where we're focusing on body image issues, where we're focusing on, on those sorts of things. Actually, we still contributing to protecting against wider, I guess, um, you know, behaviour choices, whether it be those self harming behaviours or whether we're looking at these sorts of things. Okay, brilliant. Well, um, thanks for that, Andy and uh, Naomi too. I hope people have, have enjoyed just, I guess, getting a bit of a, a sort of flavour for the, the tip of the iceberg perhaps with these um, with these image-enhancing drugs. And as, I guess, we get to know more about it, and like you say, we don't know loads yeah. about it at the, at the minute, hopefully we'll, we'll see some of those more sort of resources and stuff that, that's going to be out there to support practitioners. But certainly, you know, it does come back to that idea of, you know increasing that self-esteem challenging those you know misperceived norms i guess around what it is to have that so-called inverted commas perfect body okay so um yeah i hope you've all enjoyed listening and continue to listen to the next in the series and thanks andy thanks naomi
0: thank you for listening If you have found this resource useful, please consider making a charitable donation to CWMT by texting talk 18 and the amount to 70070. And to learn more about the work of the Charlie Waller Memorial Trust, please visit cwmt.org.uk.